0: This episode will launch on the evening of the 4th of July, so many Americans will be sleep-deprived tonight, which is very timely because we have an email from a listener named Ashley who writes in to ask, how much sleep is a sign of personal laziness and how little sleep is a sign of faithless arrogance? Hello, Pastor John. My question for you is about sleep. I've heard opposing opinions ranging from some saying that sleep is a very necessary and humbling reminder of our mortality to others explaining that we must sacrifice everything, including sleep, to be able to utilize our time on earth to glorify God. What are your thoughts on this? Is it more glorifying to God to utilize his gift of rest through sleep, or to capitalize on the time we have to go sleep-deprived in order to more fully serve him? Pastor John, what would you say to Ashley?
1: I wonder if it might be helpful to compare this question to the question about food and fasting. Uh, is food good? Should it be enjoyed? Should we regularly eat a healthy diet? But on the other hand, is fasting good? Not eating. Are there times when, for the kingdom, we will skip meals? And the answer is surely that God does give food as an absolute necessity for life you can't live without food and you can't live without sleep and he does approve of our enjoyment of the food 1st Timothy 6:17 1st Timothy 4:4 4, 4. and he commends the goodness of rest to his disciples come away by yourselves to a desolate place and rest a while Mark 6:31 So both are surely true. Sleep is good. Sleep is humbling. Sleep is a parable of our helplessness and of our utter dependence on God. Sleep is a gift. But sleep is not the absolute good. And in a world with desperate need on every hand, the aim is not to maximize our comfort in this life or even our health in this life, but to love people and do as much good as we can. We see this played out uh, in Jesus' life and his teaching. Rising very early in the morning, while it was still dark, he departed and went out to a desolate place, and there he prayed, Mark one thirty-five. So he got up early in the morning. That means he did not sleep out or sleep in, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. like, like we might say, A, or Luke six twelve. In these days, he went out to the mountain to pray, and all night he continued in prayer to God. Now, I don't know what he did about sleep that night, but when ordinary sleep was called for, he skipped it for kingdom reasons, and yet. Jesus had such peace with God and composure in this world that he fell asleep in a boat during a storm and could sleep right through the storm, Luke eight twenty three. So it seems that if Jesus did lose sleep in one part of the day, he, he would catch up in other parts with sleeps in storms. He, he describes, this is interesting, he describes the work of the kingdom like this. The kingdom of God is as if a man should scatter seed on the ground. He sleeps and rises night and day, and the seed sprouts and grows. He knows not how. Now, what's the point? God is the decisive worker. That's the point. God is the decisive seed sprouter and grower of fruit. And the advance of the kingdom is not finally dependent on us. God uses us, to be sure, but not in such a way that we should feel indispensable to His purposes. He can do it, thank you very much, without us. And so it should relieve us of a God complex or a Messiah complex. Take Paul for example. He he knew that he knew that God was decisive, and nevertheless. There were numerous situations in Paul's life where he had to forego sleep for the sake of the kingdom. 2 Corinthians 6, 4, and 5, Servants of God. As servants of God, we commend ourselves in every way by great endurance, in afflictions, hardships, calamities, beatings, imprisonments, riots, labors, sleepless nights, hunger. Or again, 2 Corinthians eleven twenty five. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. The night and day I was adrift at sea in toil and hardship through many sleepless nights in hunger and thirst. So Paul didn't quit the ministry because it was exhausting. He found a way to press on. And then, of course, lastly, there's there's the wonderful Psalm 127, 1 and 2, where God, again, is the decisive worker in all our work. Here's what it says. Unless the Lord builds the house, those who build labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. And then here it comes. It is in vain that you rise up early and go late to rest, eating the bread of anxious toil. For he gives to his beloved sleep. You can build a house, you can watch over a city, and you can skip sleep, and all of it will be in vain, unless the Lord builds the house, the Lord watches over the city, and the Lord keeps you up by his call and his strength for his purpose. So the question always will be, am I getting less sleep because I am truly being led by the Lord and sustained by the Lord in humble faith, or am I presumptuously jumping off the temple and testing the Lord to see if he'll catch me and keep me from getting a heart attack?
0: So good. Thank you, Pastor John. And uh, God can do more in five minutes uh, than we can do in a sleep-deprived day. So it's never just about the sleep, it's about the God who is at work in and through us according to his sovereign plan. This is so good. Thank you, Pastor John. This episode reminds me of episode 143 in the podcast where we looked at the phrase that we sometimes hear tossed around, work like an Arminian and sleep like a Calvinist. You can check out that episode, number 143. You can find that in the archive of now almost 1,100 episodes on our online home at desiringgod.org forward slash ask Pastor John. And as you can hear, we're still working through some of those audio issues on Pastor John's end, so thank you for your patience as we try to figure this out. And we're going to close out the week looking at uh, what does it mean to dream big things for God, having ambitious plans and serving God, and how do we guard ourselves against those plans, really just being an exhibition of our own self-image? Should I dream big for God if I have a big ego? That's a good question, and we'll talk about it on Friday. I'm your host, Tony Ranke. We'll see you then.